Psalms chapter 27, verse 14. One verse of Scripture. This is what the psalmist David wrote. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Notice how he repeats something in this one verse. And what he repeats is wait. What are you waiting on? The Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. By the help of the Lord, I want to speak to you on the subject title this morning, The Blessings of Those Who Wait. The Blessings of Those Who Wait. Mighty gods, we come today. We thank you and we praise you for the privilege to be in your house. Thank you for the service so far. I ask that you will speak to all of our hearts today. And God, give us what we need as we hear in your presence. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen and amen. You can be seated. I have got to move right along. I have never known many people in this life who take very kindly to waiting. We get irritated, frustrated, and at downright times we get unbearable to be around. When a lot of times we got to wait. Now don't sit back there and look all sanctimonious on me. Because guess what? I know what waiting in the line at Walmart is all about. And you can look around and see the expressions on folks' faces. Especially when you, while you're waiting, you start counting. And my Lord, there's 30 or 40 cash registers, but they only got two if you're lucky people working them. Excuse me for saying word lucky, Sister Darlene. You should have gone say something about that. <laughs> uh, so we get agitated, irritated, frustrated. We don't like uh, we don't like to wait. What about the doctor's office? I was sitting in one doctor's office one time and had this big sign up saying that if you're over fifteen minutes late for your appointment, you will be rescheduled. And when I saw that, I looked at my, my watch. They was already 15 minutes late calling on me. I felt like talking to the doctor when he finally got to me. Hallelujah. Now, my personal ir irritation is sitting waiting in traffic in Nashville, Tennessee. My Lord, can that get frustrating. Hallelujah. We got some <laughs> crazy drivers around here, amen. So I believe that I can say with some high degree of accuracy that humans are not wired to wait very well. We're just not wired. We don't like waiting. But God uses waiting as a valuable teaching lesson concerning patience. Hello? And also to help us to mature in Christ. Listen, God's timing is not your timing. 
Sometimes you think God ought to do this just like this. We're in this popcorn age where we get everything just pop, 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 like right there, like, you know, when we want it, hallelujah. Amen. And we even do that way in the kingdom of God in the church. But when we begin to do that way as Christians in the church, one thing that I always come up with, and I can say, well, listen here, just, just, just chill out a little bit because this is not Burger King. You ain't going to get it your way. It's not about me and it's not about you, but it's all about him. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. God uses, he allows us to wait sometimes. He, he uh, intentionally tries us and tests us, amen, to, to give us a lesson concerning patience and to help us to mature. Back through my life, most some of the most furthest maturing that I have done has been through times where I was forced to wait. When I would pray and I wouldn't seem to get an answer from God and, and I would have to wait and wait Waiting is not something that we like to do. Hallelujah. Amen. I think sometimes God, now we got a sense of humor, and if we're made in the image of God, I believe one reason why we got a I believe God's got a sense of humor. If you don't believe he's got a sense of humor, look in the mirror. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. And sometimes I think God gets amused sometimes looking down while we're supposed to be waiting on him. Glory to God. Waiting on God is a major theme within the Bible. We read of many biblical characters who either achieved or failed simply on their ability or inability to wait on God. Did you know that? Sometimes... Your ability to win or inability to win comes right directly with your ability to wait on God. Have patience on the Lord. And as David said, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Now in the message today, I want to stress the importance of learning to wait upon the Lord in whatever, whatever circumstance you may find yourself in. Hallelujah. It's not going to go always according to your timing or your timetable. God loves you and he cares for you. And that's why he does what he needs to do to help us to grow in him. And to have more patience. Hallelujah. A couple things that I want to bring out in this today. Number one is waiting is an exercise in strength building. Hallelujah. When we're waiting on God, it's an exercise sometimes that God has us to do in strength building. Remember the scripture that I read? It said, when you wait upon God, be of good courage, and he shall what? Strengthen your heart. So waiting on God is an exercise in strength building. If you will allow God to, God will use those times where you might feel like you're sitting on the sidelines and you ain't in the game. Hallelujah, let me tell you something. 
But when God says, come on in, this is your time. A lot of people want to get out and pitch in the game who ain't spent no time back here uh, on the sidelines warming up. You ever watch the ball game? You see, if what, amen, when you, you got one pitcher on the mound and, 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 and then uh, you all of a sudden the coach gets somebody else over there and they start warming up. Sometimes God allows us to wait on ministry, on various things, because he wants us, amen, to prepare ourselves. He wants us, amen, to have this exercise in strength building. Waiting on God is like a spiritual workout. Working out is something I think all of us will admit that we need to do but many times we fail to do because of the discipline it takes. If you're going to work out, you've got to get discipline. You know, all the money that's been wasted uh, in uh, gyms all over this country where people have bought memberships and then go three times and that's it, Man, if we could have just a half of that, we could pay this building off and much, much, much more. And it's not the fact that when you get down there, you can't do something, but it's all in the discipline. Hallelujah. I believe God's got a discipline. I believe that's one thing he tries to teach. Matter of fact, that's what the word disciple comes from. Did you know that? Hallelujah. That's where it comes from. Amen. Working out is something that we admit we need to do, but we fail because of that discipline it takes to do it faithfully. And likewise, waiting on God requires discipline because of the lack of patience that we have to do it. Hallelujah. Bless the quietness. Hallelujah. Amen. We lack the patience sometimes. And that's what God wants us to grow in is patience. Now listen, God requires discipline. Now when you work, work out to build muscle strength, there's resistance involved. Put up the first picture. When you do work out and you're doing it to build uh, muscle strength, Resistance is involved in doing that and achieving that to achieve the desired goal. And likewise, when you wait on God, you encounter resistance from the carnal mind. Come on, somebody. Pastor's talking to you now. Hallelujah. When you begin to try to wait upon God, wait upon his timing, wait upon his will, hallelujah, amen, then that old carnal nature, that old carnal mind, hallelujah, you get resistance from it. But if you work against that resistance, like you work it, amen, out, amen, in your body, that resistance, glory to God, that you fight against, any time that you push back against the flesh, you're going to gain the spiritual man's strength, hallelujah. So you, all that has to do with resistance, you, you encounter resistance from the carnal mind because flesh desires 
to move independently on its own without any thought or recognition of the will or timing of God. Flesh wants to be running loose. Hallelujah. Flesh don't like to be put on a leash. Hallelujah. And so that's where the resistance coming from. But if you push against the resistance from your flesh that you encounter, put up the next, hallelujah, glory to God. When you push against that resistance you encounter, you're going to build spiritual strength that will propel you to a higher level in knowing God, hallelujah, praise God. People say, I want to be used more by God. I want God, well, Hallelujah, then we've got to be willing to do what it takes, Lord and God, and to push back against that carnal mind, that carnal thought, and be submissive. Being submissive is something we're, as humans, is not too good of, neither, hallelujah. But waiting on God is an exercise in strength building. And I'm talking about spiritual strength building. There is a a well-known scripture in the Bible. We're going to read it, and it's been turned into a course. After I get through preaching here a minute, it'd be good. I think I'll get Brother Darrell, maybe uh, Becca to come up and sing this course when we do at the altar call. But Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew what? Their strength. Are you tired of the devil whooping up on you all the time? Are you tired, amen, of being black and blue by the enemy? Do something that will build that spiritual man within you. Do something. Step up against that old flesh. Don't follow the flesh around. Don't let the flesh lead you. You just go where God directs you to go. And a lot to do with that, folks, is our learning how to wait. Because they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, the way. Waiting on the Lord. Listen to this. Waiting on the Lord is like stopping to catch your breath. Getting a spiritual second wind, so to speak, which will revitalize you and allow you to finish the course. Hallelujah. There are times in life I have to stop to get my breath. And in this hot weather uh, and this oversized body that I got, I have to do it quite a bit. I have to, t- I have to get my breath. Sometimes we need to allow the spiritual man within us to take a breath. 
just like I in the flesh sometimes need to get a second wind. And if I get that second wind, (laughs) I just remembered another message I preached not long ago. Hallelujah. Glory to God. (laughs) Amen. If If you let that inner man get a good good second breath you can be revitalized you'll renew your strength you will mount up as wings as eagle you'll be able to run and not be weary you'll be able to walk and not faint oh hallelujah thank God for the waiting somebody say thank God for the waiting hallelujah thank God for the waiting hallelujah oh hallelujah praise God there in the midnight hour hallelujah when I didn't think that I had a friend I didn't think that I had nowhere to go thank God that I learned to wait upon him hallelujah thank God I learned to trust him thank God I learned to listen to a still small voice hallelujah that led me through the night in glory also waiting upon God waiting allows time for preparation Waiting allows time for preparation. A lot of times, things don't work out simply because people failed to prepare. Back when I was going to school, there never was a test that I would fail if I prepared for it. But every time a test was coming up, that I thought it was more important for me to be outside playing football with my friends. Every time I didn't prepare for the test, guess what? I'd get a flag. We have to learn to prepare. God wants us to take time to wait upon him to prepare some things. Hallelujah. Sometimes... We, 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 we misunderstand when God's saying, I'm, I, I, am, I am calling you to do such and such. Hallelujah. And then we want to jump right out without allowing God to prepare us and to get us ready for what he wants to do within us. Hallelujah. In terms of the second coming, the second coming of Christ, We all know he could return at any moment. We all believe that with a shout and in the twinkling of an eye, the Bible says. So that means if we want to be ready, when he comes, we have to live in a state of readiness. Do you hear me? You've got to live your life. You can't just come to church today and then walk out the doors and forget about this whole thing and then expect to be ready when he comes. He might not come, Ronnie, on a Sunday. Hello, somebody. Amen. We got to live our life in a state of readiness. Amen. Always looking, always anticipating. There's a couple fire uh, stations uh, that I pass on a daily basis. Put up this picture. Has anybody ever noticed that? I get up early and I go in. 
I'm, uh, I'm on that bus checking it out and, uh, before daylight every morning. And right down, right down before I park my bus, no matter what time that I go by, those fire trucks are sitting there all shined up and pretty. And they've got boots and uniform sitting beside them just like that. When I pass a fire station and I see that, you know what that lets me know? That lets me know they're ready to go, sis. When that, when that alarm sounds, no matter what time, day or night, they come slivering down that pole, amen, and them, them sock feet takes a jump right in them on boots. Pull that thing right up, and they're on that truck and out of there. Because they can't waste time. Somebody's life could be at stake. Sometimes, God forgive us church folks, we waste so much time. We don't stay ready. We don't stay prayed up. We don't live in a state of readiness. And it's more dangerous for us because it's not, it's not just a life we're talking about. We're talking about a soul. There are souls that can be lost over a church who does not stay prepared. Hallelujah. Those farming that far station... They might be cooking a meal. They might be playing a game of chess. They might be doing other things. But they're ready. They stay prepared. I'm not telling you to stop your daily living. We all got things that we've got to do. But you never know when you're going to be called on to minister to a soul. Hallelujah. You got to be ready. Hallelujah. You've got to live in a state. That's what waiting upon God is all about. Amen. That waiting time allows you to be prepared and to be ready to keep those boots right by where, the, where you can jump right in there. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Some people think that God, amen, is just looking for people with talent. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you something. God could care less about talent. What God is looking for is availability. Are you going to be available if God decides to call you? Are you going to be available. Hallelujah. If he wants to use you to reach some soul that is trapped. Hallelujah. And going to be lost unless Luke chapter 12 verses 35 through 38. This is the last scripture I'm going to be reading. These are the words of Jesus in your Bible. They're written in red. This is what it says. Let your waist be girded and your lamps burning and yourselves be like men who wait for their master. When he, sh when he will return from the wedding 
that when he comes and they knock, that they may open at him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find watching. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Assuredly, I say to you, that he will gird himself and have them set down to eat and will come and serve them. And if he should come in the second watch or, or come in the third watch and find them so, blessed are those servants. Hallelujah. we got to be ready. we got to be willing to wait upon God. Hallelujah. I want to be ready today. But if you don't come today, I want to be ready tomorrow. But also, folks, I want to be ready to reach out to help somebody else. You know why teaching is important? You know why you're reading your Bible and getting a, a basic understanding is so important? Because the Bible says, be ready at whatever time somebody may ask you of the reason that dwelleth in you with meekness and fear. Hallelujah. You, you're supposed to be ready anytime anybody asks you about God, about His Word, how to be saved. Be ready. we got to live in that state of readiness. Hallelujah. Being prepared. Being ready. Hallelujah. Brother Darrell, would you come up? I believe you know that, that course. Let it wait upon the Lord. Hallelujah. Waiting is something that we struggle with. Waiting is something we don't like to do. But it's necessary. It builds character and gives us patience, strength. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Brother, would you come up to the keyboard and play and help him? Hallelujah. Let's all stand together. The blessings of those. The blessings of those who wait. Today the altars are open. If you would like to come and ask God to, to give you more strength, to be more patient and waiting upon Him, or any need that you may have, the altars is open. Will you come today?